Jackson. Shut your mouth, broadcasting. First round draft pick. Believe we got stats, kid. Quarterback sacking. 100 yard dashing. So tap in for the action. What teams got traction? Welcome to the Sim Podcast Show. I'm your co-host Eric, and I'm always joined by my co-host Ron. What up, Ron? What's going on? You know what we do? We talk about the National Football League on a weekly basis, including the playoffs. Ron, it's week 18. It is the last week of the season. Finally How here. do you feel about the season? How it's gone? How it played out? Listen, for the Steelers, it's been you know up and down, kind of crazy, but. Here we are with a winning record and a chance to get in the playoffs once again. So, you know, I can't be too upset with how the season went. I'm just glad we got a chance to, to make it in. So I'm not going to complain. Yeah, this Pittsburgh should not be complaining. Although this week you were mad about that dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We'll, we'll get to that. Too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh We'll talk about that, dude, because I, I didn't add him to the mm-hmm. NFL news topic, but I, I think I will. We're going to talk about the NFL news. We're going to do the week 17 recap, our upset special, our power rankings for the last week, and then we'll do our week 18 predictions. Ron, um, before I get into it, uh, let's talk about the playoff scenarios and we're gonna leave Pittsburgh till the end. So let's let's begin with the NFC because I feel like most, almost except for the NFC South, most divisions are locked already locked in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, who? I know that you picked Tampa Bay to win it. So if we're looking at the NFC South or overall the NFC, what needs to happen? Because I see a lot of teams with an 8-8 eight and eight record. So, does Green Bay win and they're in? Does Seattle win and they're in? Can you say the same about the Orleans Saints? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I haven't looked into it as much as I normally would because the Patriots are not playing for the playoffs. But... I mean, what needs to happen? I feel like every division is locked except for the South. Yeah, so for Tampa and the South, right, it's really, it comes down to this last week. If Tampa wins, they're at 8-8 eight and eight right now. They win, they're in. Um, it's a lock, so... Um, you said they have the tiebreak over New Orleans. Right. The other way that they can get in is if they tie, and then New Orleans loses or tie, and then they're in. Um, so... Really, they you know the hand, the ball is in their court. They just need to win this week, and they're in. Um, now for the Saints, they're also sitting at eight and eight as well, right? So they got let's see, they got Atlanta this week. Um, they can win the South with a win plus a Tampa loss or tie, or um, if they tie Atlanta and then Tampa Bay loses. So that's you know basically. They, they they need to one-up Tampa to get in um, at this point. So Basically, they, they can't get in as, as a wild card. They need to win the division, is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Green Bay, they need to win because they have the same record as Seattle, right? So if Seattle wins and Green Bay wins, then their 7-8 is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. Done, right? I... Well, Green Bay would would they would clinch a playoff spot, um, regardless if they're if they win. It looks like so. Um, if they win, they're in apparently, uh, or they can get in with a tie and a Seattle loss, um, or a tie plus a New Orleans loss or tie. Um, there's a lot of scenarios for Green Bay. It looks like they can also get in with. Uh, there's a couple scenarios if they tie. As well, it's some ha- you know some losses uh, from Seattle or a tie from Seattle, uh, plus a Tampa loss. There's lots of scenarios where they can get in as well. Uh, even the Vikings still has a, you know they have an outside outside chance at this point. They need a lot to happen, but um, it's still up in the air too as well for for Green Bay. But basically, if they win, they're in, just like Tampa. So for those teams, they just they got to win. They control their destiny. That and you know, and you can almost say that. Let's switch over to the AFC because 
it's almost like the same thing. All the divisions are locked in except for the AFC South. So I know we're going to leave the Steelers to the end. So Saturday night, Colts, Texans, basically one of them wins and they're in or are they both in? I, I don't know because they're seven and eight right now. Nine. So who who's seven and eight? Uh, Colts are at seventh place and the Texans are eighth. Oh, place. seven and seventh and eighth place. Right. Yeah. So they both are nine and seven as far as their record. So for Houston, they can get in with a win, obviously, or um, they can have a Jacksonville loss or tie, and then they're they're automatically in. Um, for the Colts, it looks like uh, Colts can get in with a win plus a Jacksonville loss or tie. Um, or if the Colts tie and Jacksonville loses, um, then they can also get in. Um, so, yeah, and I know you want to leave the Steelers for a while. They, they have like five different scenarios, I think. Yeah, we'll talk about those that scenarios. They can get in. Yeah. But I mean, let's, let's look at Jacksonville because they're, I feel like they're the ones playing the quote-unquote lesser opponent but in my ups are special i actually have tennessee beating them and i'm only had them beating them because mike brable gave this speech about oh we're still in it we're still gonna and and it kind of got me hyped up but at the same time who's the quarterback because levis is not there right um it's gonna be Tannehill. yeah i think levis is gonna be out so i think they're they're um, moving forward with Tannehill as a starter. Yeah, this it's going to be a tough, a tough, mm-hmm. tough matchup. So basically, Jacksonville can win the division with mm-hmm. a straight out win, right? And then either the either the Colts or Texans are one of the teams are automatically out that mm-hmm. loses, right? Right. Because obviously, not all three teams are going to make it in. Buffalo Bills, I think they're in even if they lose, right? Because they they will be ten and seven. They still would have, well, they would have a same record as one of the AFC South teams. Yeah, so a lot. So Buffalo, that's the interesting one because they can win and get like the two seed. Uh, and then there's some scenarios depending on like what happens with Pittsburgh, Jacksonville, and those other matchups where they can miss the playoffs completely um, at ten and seven if that's what their final record is. So there's a lot to play for for Buffalo. A lot riding on that game. For the Steelers as well, obviously, um, but they can go to the, all the way up to this two seed and lock that in uh, with a win against Miami, or they can potentially miss the playoffs depending on what what happens. In Miami, they they're not going to say anybody. They're actually playing for that number two spot. Yeah, but they got some injuries. They've lost some key players, I think, on defense this past week, and I know the uh, Tariq Hill burn his house down. <laughs> yeah. Well, like some kid that was in the house, um, or part of the house. Uh, but their other receiver, uh, they, he's looking to try to suit up. They don't know if he's going to play or not. So lots of injuries on Miami's side. Yeah, lots of injuries. Um, so that's, you know, roughly without talking about the Steelers, is roughly the playoffs, playoff scenarios. Now let's switch it to the bad teams. Let's talk about the draft scenarios. Carolina basically has the number one pick on lockdown, even though technically that's going to the Bears. They have it on lockdown. And then I was looking up what do the Patriots have to do to get in the number two scenario? Number one, they basically need to lose to the Jets. Is that going to happen? I highly, highly doubt that. (laughs) Highly doubt that. Because number one, they have like a 15-game streak over the Jets. Mm -hmm. I just don't see Bill Belichick saying no to that streak. He loves, loves to stick it to the New York Jets any way he can. I'm sure that the team this week is going to be extra hype up. We know that Wilson is not playing. He might be be done for what we know. Mm -hmm. Uh, So who's going to be their quarterback? I don't even know. I don't know. No clue. No clue. No clue. So we'll, we'll look that up. Uh, so let's say they do end up losing to the Jets. It's not like an automatic. They need like some scenarios to happen. And I was looking it up. And basically, 
for them to lock in the number two, they basically, because of the strength of schedule, they basically have the Washington Commanders have a lower strength of schedule than they do by 0.001%. Mm-hmm. So it's super tight, mm-hmm. super, super tight. And then, so let's say the Patriots lose to the Jets, then the Commanders need to lose, then Arizona needs to lose because obviously everyone is 4-12. and 12, So it's... Well, let's talk about all those teams because there's lots, have been lots in the news, right, about... What are these teams doing in the future? And I'll, I guess I'll start with Carolina. Is that the team you said has the first pick? Carolina is going to give it to the Bears. All right. So the Bears, do you think they're sticking with Justin Fields? Because it's it seems to me that he can go either way. And, you know, Fields has played, he may have played himself into, you being know, a starter? Be, being a Permanent starter? Permanent, like, potentially franchise quarterback, and for them not to, to draft a quarterback. Do you do you think they're looking to, to draft a quarterback? I think what's, that... What's your feeling on that one? I think that if, they're, if they decide to keep Justin Fields, they're going to trade that number one pick to mm-hmm. the highest bidder. So... But it may know, not cost that much, right? If you're number two or number three to move up just one or two spots potentially exactly and basically there's two teams that i know for a fact are looking for qb the pats and the commanders well that's what i was trying to get at we know the pats for sure i don't know about chicago um i know about arizona they say they are committed i mean the coach said that yeah now what they say now in <laughs> january can be different yes. things now Washington's inter- interesting because they're going to re, you know, start everything right. New a new coach, potentially new OC. So the enemy might be gone potentially. They got Howell, who played really, you know, hit. I think he's leading the league in passing yards, if I'm not mistaken. So do they stay with him or they they look for someone else? That's why I'm not sure because he only had those kind of stats because the enemy was there. Oh, well. So if the enemy leaves, is he going to replicate that? I, I don't know. That's that's why it's, they're, it's like connected. Yeah. I, I think that's why I'm saying we don't know if any of those four teams outside of the Patriots are a lock for choosing a quarterback. So. For the Pats, they're probably going to play to win, to me. Belichick's going to do that anyways. And they may still luck out with the first quarterback taken, you know, whether it's via trade with Chicago or, you know, sitting there and getting the quarterback they want without moving. Yeah, I mean, for them to get the number two pick, according to techathon.com, which is a real website, a real app that, you know, monitors all this stuff, the Falcons need to beat the Saints, which I don't think that's going to happen. The Steelers beat the Ravens. Yes, I think that's possible. The Texans need to beat the Colts. Who knows? That game can go either way. Mm-hmm. The Bears need to beat the Packers. Again, Packers are playing to be in the playoffs. The Broncos need to beat the Raiders. And I just saw that Devontae Adams was like, yes, we should keep Pierce. Even though he's a terrible coach. Mm. Oh, terrible. Wow. I mean, one week he looks hard, great, and then the next week he looks horrible. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, well, let's not say he's a terrible coach because I know that he's not all his people are there. So mm-hmm. does he get an off season to get better? I don't know. I Because that Raiders owner, you know, he gets bad advice from people. So you just don't know. It's just too many. Like you said, the playoffs, too many what ifs. The drafts are definitely too many wide. Yeah, so yeah, it's crazy. It's, you know, week 18. This is what the NFL yeah, loves, right? Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was the the refs. Mm-hmm. We looked this up because we were chatting back and forth. You know, why aren't they full-time refs? And I sent you this article from six years ago. Mm-hmm. That they were, quote-unquote, the NFL was going to make the refs full-time. So there was a story that they were looking into. Not a, It wasn't official, but part of the collective bargaining agreement, I guess, yep. is that they wanted full-time referees. Yep, and they, they punted that to the next CBA agreement, which happened two years ago. 
again, they didn't do their full-time reps. They let it lapse. And now costing them games. Cost, literally costing yeah. games. Now. So, and let me be clear. It's not just about making referees, officials full-time. I don't think it, that's the only answer to improving, you know, how they're performing. I think there has to be a lot more transparency into like some of the decisions that they make when they make a mistake. They got to come out and own it, right? The NBA does it when they make mistakes. NFL, like, I feel like they brush everything on the table and try to lie and make all this uh, crap up. They got to like admit to having a problem. Like officiating is a problem. It's costing, you know, teams wins. It's costing a lot of people who gamble, costing them money. Um, they got to first admit that there is a problem. And then once they do, they got to figure out like, how do we work together with these officials who are all human to make it better? Is it adding additional officiating? Is it adding instant replay to more, you know, more calls? You know, what, what is it? Is it a bunch of different things? It probably is a bunch of different things. Because they're not going to get every call right, but you got to have something in there to, like if a, a mistake is made, to correct it. So... You know. And the thing is this, is like, let me play devil's advocate for a minute because I can almost see what's happening with these referee unions. They're going, okay, you want these refs to be full time, but what are they going to do the other six months out of the year? Because there's no way that if you are, you know, a lawyer, a banker, a farmer, there's a lot to do. Schooling, training. You know, for six months, you're going to be in school, and then what? You're going to miss out on income? Athletes get paid like but for they six months. Refs right? don't make millions of dollars. Yeah, but who cares? I, I, are you you seriously talking about what are they going to do? The yes. NFL is a multi billion dollar like industry. Said, you think if they, they don't want if they don't want to pay the refs. They're a know. multi-billion dollar industry. You can't pay your officials full time. That's that's the problem. Is that these refs? Let's say you're let's say you're a ref and you're a lawyer on the side. You're you you make let's say you make three hundred thousand as a lawyer and two hundred thousand as a ref. Are they are they gonna pay him five hundred million five hundred thousand a year? NFL is not gonna do that, even though they they the swim they much. swim and and the yeah. refs make a two hundred k a year. Do they? Yes. I'm surprised it's that much. Yeah. Well, it used to be 150, and then they upped it. Yeah. So it's like, wow, that's true. You know, it's like, what, what's, what's, what are you gonna do? I feel like the NFL doesn't want to pay that, and now, and now, but what, look what, what's it, happening? No one's saying. I don't think anyone's saying pay them more money. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying making them full time. Yeah, but that's the argument. The argument is like, okay, you want me to be full time? You want me to go to school? 12 months out of the year mm -hmm. you want me to go these seminars you want me to then you have to make up for the rest of my income that's that's the argument that's what they don't see eye to eye you know the side of the refs union is saying hey if you want us full time you got to pay us mm -hmm. you know and the nfl like we said they don't want to do that but yet they're swimming in money yeah yeah so like it's great that's what it comes down it to, comes down to and that's why the nfl can never say they you know they care about the integrity of the game i don't want to hear any of that crap because all they care about at the end of the day is money that's what it comes down to that's why we have games in freaking mexico and germany mm -hmm. and soon brazil right mm -hmm. so that's all it comes down to um that's the number one thing i think it would help the nfl if it if they added some transparency and made officiating better that only to me helps the NFL um, and you know <laughs> listen like people make mistakes the I think fans want to know that those mistakes are being addressed right there's some sort of coaching involved we you know with the officials there's punishment you know whether that be you know sitting out you know for a game or two or whatever you know, there's got to be some sort of um, you know, penalties for the officials too if they miss crucial calls. Um, and they need, you know, they, they need to call out when they make mistakes. And we got to avoid mistakes by having, you know, clearer rules in some cases and instant replay in others. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing is that we're, we're they talked about it six years ago. Mm -hmm. We're talking about it now. I'm sure they talked about this in the 2000s and the 90s. It's like, just do it. I mean, yeah. I think college has full-time refs, right? 
Um, I'm not even sure. I'm not even I, don't sure. Think I know so. that they have a better system in place where there's actually checks and balances. But yeah, I Why? think it's done by the um, the conference. What so whatever conference you're in, there's officials for for each. If I'm not mistaken. So it's like. But you know what I like? What baseball does? Like baseball during the regular season is one thing. When they get to the postseason, they add officials, right? They add extra officials to have extra eyes on what's going on. It's simple things I think the NFL can do. They're not even making any effort whatsoever, at least from the outside looking in. You know, as a casual fan, we don't see any effort being made to, to fix these issues. I mean, if you, if you were an owner and your team got hosed like they did the other night on mm-hmm. Detroit, that's one person out of 32 owners are they going to just, you know, they're going to, oh, you know what? Fuck the state of Michigan. Oh, well, that's one team. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be that way. No, no. Then, like you said, it doesn't get competitive. And you talk about, oh, we want our games to be equal, parity, blah, blah, blah. But okay, it, mm-hmm. this is where it starts. Yeah. Need, the officials need to be, you know, 100% full time. And you know what else? I don't think we ever talk about it. What is the impact for having bad officials? A loss? It's not just a loss. It's about... No, because now Dallas has a tiebreaker. Well, yeah, that too. But I'm talking about coaches getting fired, potentially, because of a loss, because they're not winning. You know, that means you're costing, potentially, people jobs, right? You know? Um, So, to me, it's just something it's... It should be... You know, everybody should be on the same page of wanting to to fix it um, because they got a problem. And the first thing is admitting that there's an issue. And um, I think every time Goodell gets asked the question about it, he just ducks it. You know, he pretends, you know, um, that they're making changes and there's not an issue. When in actuality, there is an issue. Almost every game, you tur- turn Almost on any prime game. Yeah. Turn on any prime time game, you're going to see, you know, calls. And, and like I said, calls are going to be missed. But it's at crucial times of the games, too. You know, when there's like two minutes on the clock or whatever. It's like big, big calls that they're making that are just wrong, uh, and they got to be a way to fix it. Yeah, they have to. They have to wait. You know, we don't have the solutions, but we also feel like yes, they should be critiqued. They mm-hmm. should be like, if you're gonna, you know, NFL is a public sport, right? Mm-hmm. Where we talk about the players, the GMs, the coaches. Why not talk about the refs? Mm-hmm. They're the ones that chose to you know or inspired to be like their best at it mm-hmm. this is this is the pinnacle mm-hmm. uh and and ron the other topic that i want to talk about is mark madden yeah he i guess he's a freelance writer yeah basically yeah so is he making up stories like what's what's his focus right now so he's a stealer writer blogger whatever you want to call him and he's known throughout the Pittsburgh community. Um, he has contacts, you know. Um, everyone has sources. Everyone, <laughs> yeah, has contacts, right? Um, but he's one of those people, and this isn't just Pittsburgh thing. This, I think this is a whole nationwide thing, because I'm sure you can tell me of, like, Patriot bloggers, oh, yeah, too. a few. There's so many um, people in the media in Pittsburgh that pretend to be fans of the Steelers and want the, you know, the best for Pittsburgh. Supposedly. But every other story they write is something negative, whether it's about the head coach, the quarterback, or whatever. It's like they look for the negative because it they know it's going to, you know, people are going to go gravitate to it. It's going to get clicks. So Mark Madden is someone who's notorious for doing that, making false reports, right? Quoting unnamed sources who turn out to be nobody right and he's gotten caught red-handed several times um my players coming out and you know speaking you know the, the co- truth the truth and co- the complete opposite of what has happened he's trying to throw tj under the bus he's tr- he is trying to do it to mika before um and at this point you would think okay you've been caught red-handed before you're not trustworthy. I'm not going to believe what you say, but he he put that story, this fake report out there that he heard from someone that Kenny didn't refuse to, to be the backup quarterback or whatever that is. And of course, the media 
you know, took off with it. You know, other bloggers and stuff were like, well, I want to quote this. That's how from I find Mark it. Madden. Right. And I want to put it on my website or I want to tweet about it. Oh, there's a report that Kenny and it came from Mark Madden, whatever. And they, they add on to it. It spreads like cancer, you know, a disease. And all of a sudden you got the player who's just like, why am I being attacked? Right. Why, why am I being attacked by all these false reports? It's kind of like exactly what happens in real life. That's what it comes down to, right? Yeah, basically. It's basically exactly what happens in real life. You, you, you got like some new organizations that make up stories. I'm not going to say w- which ones they are, right? But everyone knows um, they make up stories. You got uh, other you know, people that will quote those things. And then you got fans at this point who are just looking for anything to be upset about. They don't like Kenny for whatever reason. He has long hair, you know, um, or... He hasn't played well, even though he's like, he has a winning record overall, you know, it's just, they, they want to find a story that makes Kenny look like he's, you know, make him the scapegoat and they gravitate to that. And then they say, yeah, we got to get rid of him, this and that. When the whole thing is like, Kenny never said that. Mike Tomlin came out and said that never happened. Like, I mean... It's just ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And, and Mark, man, this is the last. We'll never talk about him particularly, but like you mentioned, there's other bloggers. There's oh, yeah. other, it's, I'm sure you know, every quote, sports unquote, team. Journalists, they just they just go negative. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it makes more story. It gets more people engaged is to go negative. Right. It's go negative. Get find something for people to be angry about. And, you know, put these fake reports out there. And it's no wonder to me that the players get pissed off and they're no, like, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to the media. Is it, why do you think Bill's the way he is? you think Bill... He's just, from day one. Yeah, from day, yeah, from day one. He, he saw it. He's like, I'm not going to deal with you clowns. You know, if I'm, I'm telling you, if I was a player and I had to address stuff like that, I'm going to tell all of them that they can't, they're not reporters. They have no integrity. And I would just like go off on all of them, you I, know. I actually lo- liked it when Marshawn Lynch did it in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he got fined. He said, "I'm only here yeah. because I don't want to get fined." He right. just kept saying that. Yep. Listen, I totally b- now he works in the media, which is funny, but mm-hmm. back then he was like, "I don't know why I need to talk to you guys." Yeah. Yeah, like this is has nothing to do with football. Yeah. So why even bother? Yeah. The thing, and people say, "Well, what's in it for Madden?" Well. Look how much exposure he just got by putting that story out. A fake story that's been debunked like by like five, six different sources, including Kenny Pickett himself. himself yeah. Give me give me a break. It's just a, it's annoying to deal with that. And it's more it's disappointing that fans believe it too, because if you go out to like, you know, Bleacher app or wherever you follow your team, it's like people, did you hear this? Did you hear that? Can you believe Kenny? You gotta get rid of Kenny. I can't believe you do. Are you freaking sick? Look at the source. You know, be smart. Use some common sense and uh fans are not smart enough to do that all right ryan let's go over week 17 recap real quick uh and let's start at new england at buffalo and full disclosure this game was on new year's eve i was entertaining i can only scoreboard watch but final score was 21 to 27 you had Buffalo winning 21, 23 to 20, mm-hmm. which was pretty close. Had New England winning 24 to 23. Ron, I just saw highlights. I just saw New England turn it over four times, making this game a mm-hmm. little bit closer. I saw that Josh Allen was not himself during the whole entire game. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had no touchdowns whatsoever. He had one pick. I feel like Two fumbles, too. Two fumbles. And we actually, excuse me, had 100 yards, over 100 yards rushing. So Ezekiel Elliott did his thing. But we still lost. I mean, what do you want to say? What can you say? The defense, I feel like, did its part, but the offense was terrible again. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is basically what has been happening all year. So, And yeah. I know that this week, the big talk... It's, oh, is this going to be Bill's last game? And, like, we just had this conversation about negative 
sports writing, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone is gravitating to that. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, this should be like a farewell game. Like, we should just, you know, say goodbye. Thanks for the memories, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like, I just don't feel it. Listen, you, we haven't been married or we haven't been on the same job for more than 20 years. Mm-hmm. Endings are never... You know, civil, right? Mm-hmm. You never like just say, "Okay, well, it didn't work out. Goodbye." I think if it does, if it this is Bill Belichick last week, it's gonna get ugly before it gets before all the formalities happen. So it's like, what's the point? Do you really want that for your team? Do you want Bill to air out the laundry on like what happened the last twenty three years? I don't know. It's to me, it's like yes, maybe it's time, but at the same time. This defense has actually been doing its job, so I don't know. The more time that has gone by, the more I'm I, I'm leaning towards he's coming back, and it's not even really going to be a question of if he's if he's coming back anymore. Um, the team has played hard, at least on defense. This specific game, I didn't watch the game, but I was scoreboard watching the whole time. Zappy blew it um, with three interceptions, and Patriots. Had all the opportunity to win the game and take the game, and I, we needed that. We, being the Steelers, needed that. Uh, we're hope, I was hoping the Bills would lose and potentially uh, give us a better chance into the playoffs. But Patriots didn't come through. Now I don't think that's on Belichick. You know, uh, Zappy didn't do his part. They don't have a quarterback. You know, that's why we started this whole thing talking about the draft and and what teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. So. You know, I think Bill's going to be back at the end of the day. That's just my gut feeling. I don't think it would end this way. I don't think Kraft is going to allow it to end this way. I think when it is time for Bill to leave, Kraft is going to speak on that publicly in advance so that Bill can get the advance, um, like, you know, congratulations and the the send-off that he deserves. Um not just like a surprise, okay, the season's over. Guess what? Fans are moving on. That's not going to happen. I don't think Kraft is going to do that at all. Listen, I I definitely feel like we should build a statue for someone who won six Super Bowls, took us to nine of them, won countless divisions, countless conference championships. It's just like, why? This is, I feel like earlier we talked about the negative the negativity around like who's reporting on the team and i feel like yes we can name the reporters that are leaning towards the negative and we can name reporters that are leaning towards the positive and you know just this week i saw like two journalists go at it because mm-hmm. one wants to keep bill in place and the other one wants to see bill go mm-hmm. and it's like this back and forth yeah it's like a civil war almost. yeah that's it's like, exactly what's happening in pittsburgh that's what i'm saying this happens i'm sure all sports all cities right that's the same exact thing everyone like jumped on mark madden for reporting fake news because they know who kenny pickett is and they felt like they were attacking you know kenny pickett's integrity his character and you, sh- you can't do that if you're a uh, a sports reporter right you shouldn't you shouldn't attack anyone's character and that's what mark madden has hit, done repeatedly so they've all been going at it back and forth so i'm not surprised it's happening in england too yeah it's terrible uh the next game is pittsburgh at seattle you had them winning uh you had seattle winning 21 to 17 i had pittsburgh winning 21 to 17 final score was 30 to 23 pittsburgh ron what why did you think that pittsburgh was gonna lose this game I honestly, well, I didn't, well, one, I thought it was going to be a tough game, which it was at least the start of the game. Actually, the whole game was pretty tough. Um, I didn't think Mason would be able to repeat it. I thought he would be, he would need to make some big throws, uh, which he did, but we ran the ball so well, which I, I wasn't expecting. I expect to have some success, but we dominated so much in the running game. We kind of kept a lot of the pressure off of Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I mean, Najee Harris, is this his best game in the last two years? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say so. But, you know, we did so much running the ball. And then Mason, you know, he made some good throws too um, that kept us, um, you know, kept our drives going. So 
Mason's done a great job. You know, that dude will stand in the pocket. He'll go through his reads, right? And, you know, that's stuff that Trubisky for sure wasn't doing. And then Kenny in his second year, he was struggling to do some of that too. So, you know, he's given us that spark that we've needed. Um, But I thought, you know, you're asking why I thought we'd lose. I also thought Seattle would, you know, with all their weapons, their running game, their receivers, the Steelers, you know, having a lot of injuries on defense, I thought they'd be able to um, control the ball a little bit more um, and and then win the game at the end. But that's not what happened. You know, Pittsburgh, you know, took the lead um, and kind of held on to it all the way, you know, till the end. Ron, who who was your upset special? Oh my gosh, <laughs> my upset special was the uh, Detroit uh, at Dallas. So Dallas was favored by six, which I couldn't, I still can't believe. Um, I had Detroit winning twenty eight to twenty seven. They lost because of officials. They lost twenty to nineteen. So um, yeah, disappointed, you know, on how that went. I thought Detroit for the most part, outplayed Dallas uh, to a certain extent. Um, I know the Dallas receiver went off a little bit, but I thought Detroit really played well in in a hostile environment and deserved to win that game, and they got hosed. They sure did. They sure did. Because we... That was a Saturday night game, right? So I was watching the game. We were all watching the game because... We want to. I always, I always like Dallas because they play good at home. But I didn't think that they were gonna get assisted by the refs yeah. at home. That's like, you know, that's like double, double entendre. Like, mm-hmm. damn, you, you got, you play well at home and you got help from the refs. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's terrible if you're a Detroit Lions fan. Um, yeah, this is, and we just talked about. How the NFL needs to put these refs on full time. My upset special was the Giants, uh, the LA Rams at Giants. I thought the Giants would win. They actually lost. Guess what? Two point conversion again. They didn't make it. So they lost 25 to 26. But it wasn't, I don't think it was the refs' fault, like Troy game. Mm-hmm. They just, they just fumbled the two point conversion. That's mm-hmm. basically what it comes down to. So, Giants let me down. Even though they play really good at home, this time they let me down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron, who are your top five teams in your power ranking? All right, so no change to the teams in my top five this week. I think the order changed, though. So I got Baltimore, number one. I had them number one last week as well. San Fran, I have it number two. They're at number two again. Um, this week I got Dallas at number three. So I got them sliding up from four, even though they lost, I put them up to three Miami. I dropped them to four and then Detroit right there at five. I pretty much have the same as last week. I just took out Philly because I mean, Philly is on the decline at the wrong time of the year. Mm -hmm. This is now uh, like they lost to Arizona. Mm -hmm. I mean, Yes, it was the defensive coordinator comeback and, you know, but still lose to Arizona. I mean, what is happening? What is happening with Philly right now? Like, yeah, is the defense that bad or is the offense that bad? Like what? What's going on? I I can't put my finger on it. It's both. It's been both. I saw a story that they were like trying to blame A.J. Brown for what's going on. It was like this why would you blame him like one person one player no there's no way that he can affect all the other 52 guys Mm -hmm. on the team so i just i dropped philly i actually moved up cleveland over dallas because i felt like the refs gave dallas that game so i was like no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bring them up but yeah that was uh, that's pretty much it. I just took Philly out of the game. Mm-hmm. Baltimore still number one. San Francisco number two. Cleveland three. Dallas four. Miami five. Even though they lost, but I think that in the AFC, Baltimore and Miami and Cleveland, to me, those are you know the top three teams in the AFC to me anyway. 
Uh, it's to me, so it's definitely Baltimore. To me, they're in a, in a tier of their own. And then I, you know, I put Miami in a tier of their own. And then from there, it's between, it's up for grabs, to be honest with you. I think between Buffalo, Cleveland, heck, even the Steelers. Um, I think. Any, you don't like Kansas City? Kansas City. I, they, they, there's just something wrong in Kansas City. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. There's something wrong in Kansas City. Um, they're not scoring points. Kelsey has been invisible since dating, you know, who. <laughs> you going to blame it on Taylor Swift? I'm not blaming it on Taylor Swift, but I'm just saying it's just a coincidence. Um, and then, you know, they don't have a receiver. They've had that issue the entire season. Um, so, but yeah, I guess I would add them to that third tier. But for me, it's it's definitely Baltimore in the league of their own. Miami right underneath them. We'll see how these injuries affect them going forward. Um, and then, um, you know, it's up for grabs after that. By the way, did you see, we probably should have added this. You saw Dalvin Cook signed with Baltimore today? Yeah, I saw that he was released by mm-hmm. the Jets. I didn't know that he signed with Baltimore. Yeah. yeah. And they, you know, I can see that because they, then they lose their rookie Baltimore and the rookie running back. Yeah. So yeah. I can I can see that. Um, let's go into week 18 because we talked about the, uh, the draft scenarios. New York Jets at New England. Uh, two point New England's favorite by two points over and under is 30. Uh, Ron, what's your prediction? So, believe it or not, I got New England winning 16 to 10. And I went back and looked the last time I picked New England to win a game was in week 12 against the Giants. So, it's been a while that I picked the Pats to win, but I think I feel confident that they'll go out and win this week. Jets, there's nothing for them to, to play for whatsoever. Um, I can see. Patriots winning this. I got, you know, by six points, but it can get out of hand to me. You think you think it can get out of hand? Like, New England scores a lot more than 16? Because the Jets aren't even playing defense right now. I have I have New England winning 10 to 6. And, you know, if it was up to me, I'm not in the NFL. I'm not playing. I'm not playing for New England. But if it was up to me, they should lose this game. Just to... Get help Tank. getting that number two. I thought you were against tanking. Uh, listen, it's not up to me. So I don't play football for the New England Patriots. I'm just a fan. And on the last game, well, you know what? It is the Jets. Beat, beat the hell out of them. Because I hate for New York to have, like, some kind of, like, you know, talk or some kind of, like, step above New England going into the season. So, yeah. I tend to six, my, but like you said, it could get. I mean, I'm not saying that New England can score a lot of points, but I just, I just can't see Bill Belichick losing this game, especially when they have a 15 game streak of winning games against the Jets. You give up 37 points to the Browns. Talking about the Jets, you know, against Flacco, mm, that then you're supposed to be one of the top defenses in the league. I, that tells me you've checked out. You're basically in in uh, golf mode at this point. The next game, Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh is favored by three and a half. The over-under is 38 and a half. Ron, what's your prediction? Lots of players sitting for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Lamar is not even going to play. No, Lamar is not playing. Um... I think their safety is not going to play. A lot of guys not playing. So I'm going to go with a Pittsburgh win. Um, Now, the games are never easy in Baltimore, even if it's the backup. Um, But I got 23 to 16 Pittsburgh winning. I think Baltimore is just in. Let's just be healthy when we get to the playoffs, which is the right thing to do. And it wouldn't shock me if they got like the third string in there. Quarterbacks, uh, running backs. Baltimore yeah by the second you know second half so Ron let's let's go on what what needs to happen for Pittsburgh to get in the playoffs what needs to happen yeah so let me pull that back up um, because there's a lot there's five different scenarios for the Steelers to to get in so um, obviously the best thing they should do is to win they want to win um, but they also need help right so if they win and have Buffalo lose, they're in. 
Uh, or if they win and Jacksonville loses or tie, they're in. Uh, if the Steelers win and the Colts and the Texans end in a tie, and I think that game is Saturday night. Saturday night, yep. So if, that, if they end in a tie and the Steelers win, Steelers are in. So we can find out as early as Saturday. Uh, the fourth is Steelers tie, and the Colts in Houston do not end up in a tie, and Jacksonville loses. So if Jacksonville loses, Steelers tie, and whether you know Houston or Indy doesn't matter, one of those teams win. We'll be in. And then the last one is if we lose, believe it or not. So if the Steelers lose, the Colts and Houston does not end in a tie. So there's a winner. Either team wins. Either team wins. Right. Jacksonville loses. Jacksonville is playing who? Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee. And then Denver wins. And they're playing the Raiders. And they're playing the Raiders. So even losing, I mean, you can see that. I can see that scenario happening. Although I don't see the Steelers losing. But I can see... You know, Jacksonville losing and Denver winning for sure. But yeah, I mean, when I I also had Pittsburgh winning twenty four to ten because Pittsburgh is gonna play their A team. Baltimore is gonna have you know, like I said, the third stringers playing. They're basically locked in the number one spot, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. It's just like, do you want to rest your starters? two weeks or like three weeks you know it's like let's let's the more the merrier right so i i can see the pittsburgh winning this game and then everything kind of works itself out um what score you got i got a 24 to 10 okay so uh who is your upset special one uh so i have to dig a little bit in the well here so san fran uh is um on the road at the rams even though that's really not a road game they they're favored by three and a half i got the rams who have something to play for san fran does not purdy's already been ruled out he's not playing uh mccaffrey's not playing i got the rams winning this one 23 to 17 and this line probably moved since those announcements um i didn't look at it again but it was a three and a half point spread at one point and uh, i got the rams winning i I can see that happening especially with the with San Francisco sitting everybody everybody on the team. Yeah. Um, my absolute special, Jacksonville at Tennessee. Jacksonville has a five-point favorite. I have a final score of 17 to 14. Listen, same thing as last week. I don't have any data to prove this. I just saw a snippet of Mike Brable kind of giving a speech of like, no, this team doesn't quit. We're still playing hard, blah, blah, blah. I actually want to see that. I, I don't know. I think I might be at work mm-hmm. Sunday by the time they play this game. But I actually want to see how hard the Titans go. Mm-hmm. That will determine whether or not they want to end Jacksonville's season. It would be great. It would be awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only would I get the point, but then Jacksonville gets to go home. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Trevor Lawrence has to think about how awful of a season he had whether he was injured or not we don't know but i i definitely wanted to see because i'd rather see the texans win out but at the same time i don't want to see the Colts. i don't want to see the indies i know that they have a really good set sprinklers <laughs> <laughs> i know that they have a really good team but i just want to see them I want. I rather see Texans because, like I said, that was my "quote unquote" adopted team. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're going into Week 18. Ron, what do you want to tell the Steelers fans out there? Listen, man, we got a good chance um, of getting into the playoffs. We just got to take care of our business first. It sucks that it comes down to this, and I think next week we'll probably talk about. The end of the season, playoffs, what we expect. But I want to review, right, What, how our teams finished. Let's go back and look at what we predicted for a final record. Um, as, I, I'm, as I'm thinking about it, we could have been sitting here pretty in the playoffs, locked it up. We beat the Patriots and Cardinals, two teams we should have won. So, and that would have given us uh, 11 or 12 wins, which, you know, I forgot what, what I chose, but I think it was 11 or 12 wins. I 
expected from from the Steelers this season. So um, we got a chance to get in. That's all that matters. I'll take ten wins if it if it comes with a playoff uh, opportunity and a playoff win. Um, that's the other thing I said at the beginning of the year. It's not just enough to make the playoffs. For me, Mike Tomlin has to win a playoff game in order to get some sort of an extension. Um, if he doesn't do that, then it's eight straight years at that point, or seven, seven, eight, eight years, whatever. Eight, I think it's going to be eight. Yeah, uh, not having a playoff win. So he's got not only get in, he's got to win a game. And I just, at this point, we're fighting to get in. Let's just get in. Yeah, I mean, to me, the Patriots won the Super Bowl in 2018. I feel like every team has a five-year buffer. And this is kind of like 2024, so we're going into year six. And look, look at what happened. Now mm-hmm. the team is in shambles. You know, they need to rebuild, rebuild, rebuild. This is, I mean, this is kind of like what I expected. I knew that they weren't going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I also, I think I gave them nine victories, which not even half of that. Mm-hmm. So, listen, if we need to rebuild, rebuild. It, the defense was there, so. Mm-hmm. And you had some injuries. Gonzalez was gone. Gonzalez, Judon. Mm-hmm. So, come on, guys. Don't. Don't throw out the baby with the yeah. water, like they say. I don't know how the saying goes. But <laughs> don't don't just you know don't just repeat everything and start from scratch. Yeah. This something needs to happen, mm-hmm. and I feel like Kraft is Kraft has something up his shirt, something mm-hmm. up his sleeve, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so next week we're actually gonna have playoff football. Mm-hmm. We're actually gonna talk about playoff football tournament time. No longer will we talk about horrible, terrible teams. These are not all, but these are some of the best teams out there mm-hmm. that make the tournament. So be happy for your team if your team made it. Be happy if the team didn't make it. And we'll I'm sure that in a couple months we'll have our draft show and oh, we'll yeah. talk about draft and all we that. Lots to talk about. Yeah, we have lots to talk about, but hey, this is it. This is the season. It was what I expected, but worse. <laughs> what I expected, but worse. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I don't... I mean, it is what it is. I don't right. have anything else to say. Same here, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, we're going to end it. It's cold in Florida. One of those cold nights. Mm-hmm. Then tomorrow... Actually, it's going to be cold this whole entire weekend, yeah, I think. I think we get rain, too, on Saturday. Yeah, so, maybe well, next time we do the show, we won't be as huddled up and uh, staying warm, staying cool. My sprinkler's gone out, so you know it's time to go. <laughs> so in that case, I say peace. Peace. Hey, guys. Thanks again for watching. Uh, don't forget to like and subscribe. Any questions or comments, feel free to hit us up on uh, shutyourmouthpodcast at gmail.com. That's shutympodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us on Twitter or on Instagram at sympodcast. Thanks again.